Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. This is an episode that I recorded with Rebecca Freer. Rebecca is one of the most dynamic, faithful, articulate young people that I have ever, ever met. And I know you're gonna appreciate this conversation. In fact, I've gone back to listen to this one several times over this past year, especially as I keep wrestling. God has me wrestling with this very important topic on how do we create a, a just, a right, a, a, a world where all are treated equal? How do we how do we work through this idea of, of racism and come to a new place? I think that you're gonna enjoy this conversation, be challenged and inspired, especially as we think about what is the church's role and what does God want? What's God's dream for us as a human race? Friends, enjoy, get ready, to be challenged and encouraged. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. So glad you could join us today. This is going to be, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's going to be <laughs> deep. It's going to be real, maybe even heavy at times. It's going to be inspiring and encouraging. I think it's going to be all of those things, hopeful, uh, all of that and more. Uh, we have today on uh, the Good News Podcast as our guest, who isn't a guest in some ways because she's so much a part of our church, Rebecca Cabiseba, who is now Rebecca Freer because Rebecca was married this summer to Nick. And so we're grateful for her and Nick and the life and leadership that we get to share. And I know this is a conversation that Rebecca has has spent um, lots of time thinking about and, and in many ways living through as mm-hmm. well. And we've certainly been on quite a journey this last year together when, when we think about what we refer to now with great love and anticipation, expectation of what God is doing and is going to do, this term table of reconciliation. So Rebecca, I think that might be a great place to start. Let's talk yeah. about the table of reconciliation and what's been behind that over the course of this this past year. Yeah, thanks for having me, oh, by the welcome. way. It's nice to be here again. And a very new set, beautifully done, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, for me, well, the table of reconciliation, we started when, you know, the the big event happened, you know, George Floyd's death, and just felt like we had to say something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the church had to be on the forefront of that mm-hmm. message. And so here at NBUC, we just decided to, okay, let's, have a whole series, the table of reconciliation. And so after that series, we just found that, okay, we can't stop um, having these conversations. We can't just put this on pause because the series is done. Mm -hmm. We can't just just stop because it's not a trend anymore. Yeah, We have to keep going. So we've just been doing these table of reconciliation events um, every month. And it's been going great. And the way that God's been moving through that has been amazing. Mm-hmm. I totally, yeah. totally agree. You know, and, and and we were talking earlier about how the, the series that we did in June, this table of reconciliation. I mean, to be honest, if, if I think back to um, the past, that maybe a year, two, three, or four or five years ago, whatever, we would have done a Sunday mm. on a topic like that, mm. for sure. Like that's yeah. been part of the DNA of, of this church, absolutely. Justice is, is really important and integral. Always been there. But this took us, God took us to another level, mm. I, I felt, by yeah. by having a month-long, four Sundays on the same topic in some ways, anti-Black racism, mm. racial justice, which absolutely, um, it, it really did move past uh, Black racism to all racisms, for, right. for, for sure. Um, but we still really did focus on that topic in in particular. Yeah. And what what yeah what as we think back to that like what what what's the difference? You know what I mean like that that's a significant shift um, mm. 
for us to do a whole series and not just one Sunday. Yeah. On yeah. I think that that event that happened with George Floyd, a lot of people, you know, their eyes were opened yeah. to, whoa, this is this has been going on right under our noses. Mm -hmm. And we haven't been doing much about it. Um so when the church realized that, mm -hmm. I think that some churches reacted to, okay, let's maybe say a prayer to it. Mm. Some churches, normally they do maybe like a service, but yeah. the fact that, you know, people were compelled, like this is, this is way bigger than just a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We can't just do a Sunday. It'll feel hypocritical or to feel like it, it's not real or so it was so necessary. Mm -hmm for mm -hmm. it to be a whole series because it's that real. Yeah. It's unfortunate that it took someone's life. Yeah. to realize that. But it's been the change that's mm -hmm. been going on in for Christians as well. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. for churches, I think is significant. Yeah. And it and now kind of shows them like, well, we've been we've been neglecting an aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to pay more attention to yeah. that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I know. I, you know, and for me, um, and I'm just, I'm just feeling the pain of it as we talk about it. Just, it led to conversations that I, I wished I'd, I had had long ago with, with black friends, members of our church, neighbors, people who I, who I have known for years. And just because it, it came to the forefront in a different way somehow, you know, mm. that, that this message that this isn't something that just happens in the U.S. It's happening in Canada. It's not something that just happened historically. It's still happening today. And I just, you know, I just found as as we kind of read more and researched more, that this this really practical suggestion: yeah. talk to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it was a little scary the first time, but the response yeah. that I received as a white middle-aged man yeah. was was so encouraging and gracious and opened up conversations that again I, I'm 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 really sorry that I never had them before um, mm. to this level. But that also I think has been part of what God has done to lead us, more of us, to be a part of trying to bring change and make this something that is at the forefront, not being hidden underneath the carpet or not talked yeah. about. And, you know, when I think back to the planning of the series, which you were instrumental in, um, Rebecca, you and you and Leah, our, our daughter, mm -hmm. worked very closely together, um, always had, but especially on this particular um, initiative. Um, let, let's let's think back and talk about some of the friends that we made along oh. the way. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I love it. You smiled <laughs> because you can't help but smile. Yeah. Remember that that there was there was this first time we gathered together to just talk about the series with with some people like Gwyn Chapman and Colleen Taff and a number of people who they had connections with, just to go through this series. And man, like it was it was just holy ground. Like it was yeah. so cool. It was just honest, open, love, 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 like loving conversation yes um yes how about yeah as you think back some of the people that we've become connected with as friends now because yeah. of this work that god's called us to do yeah it was just amazing to be in that environment yeah. to be in an environment where you have people of faith but people that are black as well mm -hmm. talking about injustice was so inspiring to me because i had come from a really hurtful situation where you know i was told that I shouldn't be talking about it because I'm Christian and I should only push for things that unite people and not divide. Mm. But it's a big reality for me, obviously. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so to be around, you know, 
black women of faith mm. talking about mm. God's love, I needed that so much. Mm. And it did so much to me beyond just what we were trying to do. Mm. And so the amazing people that we got to meet through that planning. And I remember we had a meeting and that meeting was just so nice and so comforting to know that, you know, love doesn't stand for injustice. Mm. Mm. And Jesus doesn't stand for injustice. Mm -hmm. He's a just God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's a loving God. And to be reminded that by other black women of faith yeah. was just so life-changing for me at that moment. Yeah. I needed it so much. And to have made friends along that, to have been closer to Leah mm. or like planning that has been just such a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Hey, let, let's let's talk a bit about Jesus. Because yeah. yeah, you know, and 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 this isn't meant to put pressure on anyone who's listening to believe or not believe we, you know there's there's we're, we're glad people are just tuning in and checking this out but yeah. but i think for us and, and i know for for you um in in a huge way uh, rebecca that that's that's a part of where this comes from this this knowing that justice is not only possible but but right mm. and and but then but then i think sometimes the piece that gets missed is jesus also impacts how we work for justice mm -hmm. and that 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 for me was one of the things that that saw in 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 how we were trying to roll things out especially with some of our new friends that were helping us with some of these conversations yeah so yeah as you think about who 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 jesus is in, in particular like in in your own life yeah. yeah how does that impact not only the the necessity <laughs> conviction yeah around this conversation but also but also how how, we, how you go about it how we go about it how you help foster it, how you how you create space for, for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what's been really helping me is the Holy Spirit, mm. honestly. I tell God every single day, mm -hmm. Lord, if you don't help me with this, <laughs> I might go crazy. <laughs> and so the Holy Spirit mm. has been just so helpful in helping me to be kind, mm -hmm. helping me to love more, love at the forefront of everything. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's been really telling me that, hey, Jesus died for that person too. Mm. The person that's really pissing you off mm -hmm, right now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus died for them too. Mm. And they deserve to be loved just as much as you do. Mm. And when the Holy Spirit reminds me of that, I my lens completely changes, my perspective changes. Mm. And I see that person that is saying hurtful wow. things and I, I look at them and I'm like, that's someone that Jesus loves too. Mm -hmm. And he he would die all over again for that person. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at it like that, I mm -hmm. don't look at it as, okay, this is a person saying really uh, hurtful things. It's, mm -hmm. it's a person that maybe just doesn't know better, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that's still loved by God. Yeah. And so having that perspective um, of faith and of Jesus and his love really helps me in how I react to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so now when I come across things that's not, you know, helpful or that's hurtful, the Holy Spirit really comes through in giving me a perspective of love, mm. of, you know, you can still make your point be known. Mm -hmm. You can still tell that person what's yeah. going on and maybe where they strayed wrong, but do it in a way that represents God, yeah. that yeah. represents yeah. Jesus, because Jesus stood for justice. Yeah. He did it in a way that was loving, yeah, and that was impactful. 
And not to say that people that are angry are wrong. You're, a, you're completely in the right to be angry, mm -hmm. completely. For me, it's helped me to have that perspective yeah. because being angry is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. And acting in anger is exhausting. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's been liberating. Wow. To be angry, but to react in love. Yeah. yeah. So that's been really life-changing oh, for me. that's huge. Let's, yeah. let's, yeah, let's press pause on that for a minute because that's, <laughs> that's so big. Like that's, we use the word transformational, mm -hmm. that God can transform things, bring new life. And what I'm hearing, Rebecca, in the way that your faith, Jesus in you, the Holy Spirit working in you, mm -hmm. it, that's, that's, that changes like in, in such a significant way. Yeah. Um, because my, my sense is um, absolutely um, in, injustice when we see it, it, it definitely can lead to anger. And, yeah. and that's a natural reaction. Absolutely. But not too many times does anger actually work out very well when we express it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, for, like you said, for us or for the other person. But when you think about when the Holy Spirit gives you patience, <laughs> even patience alone in yeah. these conversations, then it can become a conversation. And, yeah. and what I've discovered along the way through this year is, because I, I, I quickly became someone who others who weren't quite on board for this conversation yet. If you know what I mean? Like people who mm -hmm. struggled with it, you know, like, why are we talking about this? And, you know, and, and, and yeah. my, I was like, what do you mean? Why don't we? Like, I just yeah, to, yeah. And, 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 and I don't think I came back that way, but anyway, I hope not. But, but that was my internal first reaction. Mm. But the Holy Spirit leads you to slow down a little bit. Like you said, to think about that person, to love that person. Yeah. And when you love, then you start to think about that, that seek first to understand thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And then all of a sudden you're asking a question about, so what, why would you say that? Why do you think that? Mm. And then so often then that can get you into a conversation where you're able to clarify something, where your crucial conversations yeah. talks about increasing the pool of meaning, mm. you know, where you, oh, Oh, so that's why you think that. Well, mm -hmm. if I could just share this with you, and then, and then sometimes, you know, you you get changed because you begin to understand a little bit more why that person thinks that, mm -hmm. as opposed to just emotional response of being angry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also they can be changed because they may get some information or get a sense and be able to hear it in a way yeah. that they wouldn't if you just came back with anger. Like, yeah. so I just want to like, because this is. And and we 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 experience that in these conversations in really yeah. in really incredible ways. I think the Holy Spirit was at work through through all of this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's 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 really interesting also what you can learn from that conversation. Yeah. You know, being the person receiving racism, sometimes, you know, you, in that moment you're like, "Whoa, is this really happening?" Yeah, but then as you're engaging in that conversation and seeing where that other person comes from with what we just spoke about, about yeah. letting the Holy Spirit kind of lead that conversation, you learn stuff about yourself. Yeah, You know, with conversations that I've had, mm -hmm. pleasant and unpleasant, I've learned stuff about myself of where I can improve, yeah. of where I should hold my ground mm -hmm. and of where I should have grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, that's the cool thing about Jesus. Yeah. Like in anything, he transforms you. Yeah. Even a simple conversation or a hard conversation. Mm -hmm. He takes that and does something with mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and works to transform you and the person that hurt you. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's been a journey. Do you, do you uh, 
have an example like of, of one of these conversations like that would be really cool oh to, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah probably you know i know we've talked so much through yeah through this last year rebecca i'm gonna cry like i i wish you didn't have all of these stories and experiences that yeah. you can share because um yeah yeah I, I, i'm uh, yeah you know, anyway um I'm i really yeah but but i, really I think it'd be helpful that. for people to hear because some people don't know that some of this stuff unfortunately still happens racism still happens yeah yeah yeah, it's very much real. And I think just because we don't see blatant slavery going on mm -hmm. or, you know, someone being so upfront about it, we tend to think, oh, it's gone. It's mm -hmm. not here anymore. And so through the series that we were able to do, people have been, you know, we watched movies like Selma yeah. and people were like, whoa, you know, it's, it's still here. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's an everyday thing. Every every time I leave the house, I mentally prepare myself. Wow. And I, it's kind of engraved in you now where it's like, okay, if I'm wearing this, would this make me look like a threat to someone? Wow. Would they, would they feel uncomfortable around me? Would I make them feel uncomfortable? And so there's been a lot of situations where I haven't been served. Uh, recently, actually, Nick and I went to... Uh, um, when we came back from our honeymoon uh, in August, we stopped by a little shop to get some like cheese bread and it was a cheese factory actually. Okay. And so we went in and uh, Nick had to go get something in the car. And so I was left in line and I was the only black person in the, in the store. And the cashier was super friendly. She was very kind to people and she would say hello, goodbye to everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm next in line, and she wouldn't serve me. And I, I was like, Goodness. I stopped for a second, and I was like, is this, is this what? <laughs> am, I, am I maybe seeing something that other people aren't? But I came in, and I'm like, hi, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. How's your day going? She wouldn't talk to me. And all that she did to me was just wave her hand like this, like go. I turn around and I look at the lady behind me and I'm like, is this really going on? Like, like is, it, is, this, is happening? this happening? Yeah, oh my goodness. Ugh. And the lady was also very shocked. She was a white woman. Okay. She was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And I, I speak to the lady. I'm like, hey, uh, this is what I want. Can you pass me that? Because that's what I want to buy. And she says, she just does this to me. Oh my goodness. To just leave. And she wouldn't serve me. She wouldn't say hello. She wouldn't oh. do anything. And I look around the room and I realize that I'm the only black person in the, mm -hmm. in the store. And I was really taken by surprise because she was so friendly, so kind to everyone my until goodness. I came. Which makes it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Until I came in front of her and she, her demeanor completely changed. Wow. The sad part about all of this was that throughout our our honeymoon when we visited places, this wasn't the first place. Mm. It was about the third mm. that they wouldn't serve me. So anytime that we had to go to get groceries, Nick had to be the one at the cashier to, mm. to pay for things. And where was this? Where was your it was in Ontario. Oh my God. Cause <laughs> it was I was two hours I mean, not away. That would, not that it, there's not, <laughs> and that was a dumb question because there's nowhere yeah. on the planet that that's going to, that this makes sense yeah but still yeah. you kind of hope it's not here yeah <laughs> it was two hours away from toronto wow um yeah Ooh, what so what can i ask what what did you do in that moment like that's 
that that's where we talk about anger just moment. like I'm oh. getting angry just hearing about that I, yeah. I want to go there <laughs> and that's not anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in that moment the first time don't that give it the address happened. out because we might have listeners that are you know but anyway yeah, yeah. in that moment the first time that it happened because that encounter was the third in that same week oh boy the first time that it happened I was feeling so small mm. I was feeling like I, the way that racism makes you feel, it's like you feel like you're not even worth it sometimes. Mm. It makes you feel this small. Mm -hmm. And so when the lady wouldn't serve me at a grocery store that we went to, I was speaking with her. She wouldn't answer. She wouldn't look at me until Nick came and, and he spoke to her and got her stuff checked out. But I, I stood there and I just felt so unworthy of mm -hmm. life almost mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. know how to, to describe it but yeah. it just felt like it it was so belittling it was embarrassing mm -hmm. it was hurtful i was angry yeah. i wanted to <laughs> just the anger that came and the pain i think it's more of the pain than yeah. the anger mm -hmm. the anger comes after Okay, because you're because, so shocked. Because you're so shocked. In that yeah. moment, you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And in that moment, the pain hits like this. Mm. And then the anger follows later on. Because now you're like, oh, I should have said this. I should have said that. <laughs> I should have said this. But pain is what yeah. instantly comes. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. I just got to say one more time, Rick, I'm, I'm so sorry that you have to face that. That's, and I think it's important for people to know that these things do still happen. And yeah. that, that was certainly one of the lessons for many of us who hadn't, yeah. hadn't, didn't know that, that this was still happening. I, I know some yeah. of my, my, my friends um, who are black, you know, shared these kinds of experiences, yeah. you know, with me that, that do unfortunately still happen. Um, walking into a room, as you say, looking around to see, um, is there any other black people in this room today? Yeah. And not even that, that thought, you know, just doesn't cross my mind. Yeah. I, what, I, what am I going to wear if I go out for a run? Yeah. Uh, my friends that said, I, I, I know I can't wear a hoodie. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I never thought about that. Like, like, yeah. But yeah. So boy, I dream, uh, we pray, we wish, we work <laughs> yes. for the day where that is no, no longer. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think the Jesus part too, you know, um, how does, how does that part, um, in the midst of that injustice and the pain that, that you experience in, in these moments. And I think that I hope we all experience collectively as we hear this. Yeah. Where, where do you experience Jesus in the midst of that? Yeah. I think Jesus fuels me. He mm. fuels me to stand up towards it. Mm. He fuels me to talk about it. Because for a while I felt like, okay, because I cool. have faith, I can't talk about injustice. I can't speak up for those that are experiencing this. Because I don't know why, but some sometimes the, the church makes you feel like you can't speak up about things. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and Jesus, a personal relationship mm. with him, mm -hmm. confirmed that, no, nice. that's far from what he stands mm. for. Mm -hmm. That's far from what he is. That's why I always stand for relationship over religion. Mm, mm -hmm. Because when Jesus died on that cross... He said, it is finished. And he tore the veil mm -hmm. of religious and cultural protocols. Yeah. Yeah. And he fuels me mm -hmm. to talk about it. And he, it, it's like he confirms that 
you know, this is what he would do as well. And this mm -hmm. is what he did, you know? Yeah. And so for me, my relationship with him honestly just helps to center me because I can get ahead of myself mm. and my emotions can take over a lot. Um, but also he encourages me to speak up, mm. encourages me to be confident about it, yeah. encourages me to love people and to show them like, you know, the love that he has for them. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he encourages me to yeah. to stand for it, to love stand it. up for myself. Mm. I love the word fuels. Fuels yeah. me for sure, empowers you, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel the power as you were talking, actually, Rebecca. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned a couple of times now, so we, we hopefully, we got to talk about this one. Yeah. yeah. Like being told in a church that you can't or shouldn't talk about this. Yeah. Um, because it's going to divide as opposed to unite. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly, you know, I think that gets it back a little bit to how do we do this is really important, but man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's, let, let, maybe can we kind of talk about two things at the same time? Of so course. one would be, one would be, okay, what is that all about? What is that all about? And what's the way that I think what we would like to express on the Good News podcast today, yeah. how it should be if things are working right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that, when that was told to me, that person feared what they didn't yeah. know. Mm -hmm. I definitely saw it as, okay, this person is scared about something that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And when you don't know something, it scares you because yeah. you can't understand it. So the thing to fall back on for them was faith, yeah. but using it in a really negative way. So when when Christians, you know, say things like um we shouldn't talk about that because you know we're all children of god and we're all crisis ch children which is true we're all mm -hmm. beloved children of god mm -hmm. but god took you know the time to carve out these details that make us so unique mm -hmm. when god was making me and people that look like me he decided to give us a different tone. He decided mm -hmm. to give us more melanin. Mm -hmm. Don't you think we should acknowledge that detail mm -hmm. instead of trying to bury it or trying mm -hmm. to make it seem like we're all on the same slate? Mm -hmm. We're all different. Yeah. We're all children of God. But he took time with all of us mm -hmm. to carve out specific details for us. Mm -hmm. And us belittling that or wanting to hide that is, is not acknowledging mm -hmm. The work of God completely. Yeah. It's not, you know, appreciating that. Because mm -hmm. He took time to make all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're all different and we're all loved by Him. Mm -hmm. And I think that should be acknowledged. Yeah. I love, I love our friend Gwen Chapman always refers to this image of, the, of this beautiful garden that God has created. Yes. And we're, you know, and we're all different and unique. And these, all these flowers, if they were all the same, how boring would that be? There you go. The spectrum that we have. You know, and, and I think sometimes when we get into this part of the conversation, we're getting into what people's experiences have been and recognizing that, uh, that unfortunately, every people's experience historically mm. and, and now, as we've just shared, mm. isn't the same, mm -hmm. you know, and, and this, that was one of the eye openers for me. Um, and, and so I heard it after the George Floyd and this was hot and as it should be, you know, oh, well, why, why, why do we say black lives matter? Why can't we just say all lives matter? Because mm. all lives matter. And they do, as you said, but we're in a time where we're recognizing mm -hmm. that that's not the treatment hasn't been that all people feel like their lives mm -hmm. matter. And I love this image. Like there's so much, 
I know on Facebook. And so, you know, sometimes it's like, eh, but, but this one really caught me as being kind of good. It, mm -hmm. You know, it worked for me. And it was, they, they, they if, if it was like, I forget exactly, but it was basically, um, there's, there's a fire truck going to a, to a street mm -hmm. where one of the houses is on fire, mm -hmm. but they're putting water on all of the homes because all of the homes matter. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, yeah. no, no, but one's on fire. Exactly. So that's where the water needs to go right now. Absolutely. You know, right. Yes. We're in a time where, yes, absolutely. Everyone does matter hundred percent, you know, yeah. for sure. But we're living in a time where we need to recognize not everyone has experienced life that way. There's exactly. things called racism that is real, and we want to put that out. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I, I love that imagery yeah. because it it also kind of like reminds me of what the church should be right now, mm -hmm. gathering around that fire, gathering yeah. around those people that are experiencing yeah. that loss and that pain, you know, and just being the representation mm -hmm. of Christ and I, I really do like that analogy. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah that, that one really was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that. So with the church then, what what, what can the church do? You know, yeah, because yeah, I know you've thought a lot about this. Yes. And, and, and really appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. I think what the church needs to do first and foremost is acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Making it known this has been happening under our noses and we have not been doing as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging racism, yeah. acknowledging that it's here. Because a lot of the times for black people going into churches, you know, it's not it's not said, but you wonder if if you know they're accepting. You wonder if, you know, they're they see mm -hmm. racism. You wonder if they know of it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I think acknowledging it in vision statements mm -hmm. and what the church stands mm -hmm. for acknowledging it in church statements that, you know, this is what we are for, this is what we're against, yeah. is big. And it makes the congregation members feel listened. It, it makes them feel heard, feel loved, feel, mm. uh, you know, protected. And it's easy for Black people to go into churches and feel like they're not safe, mm -hmm. to feel like they're not seen or acknowledged. And so the first thing that churches could do, first thing is acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. The second thing is open the conversation mm, mm -hmm. and sit around with your members or with the leadership team and see, okay, we've been doing this where um, it hasn't really been productive. Let's see what we can do now. Sit around, have a conversation. And then after having the conversation, see how you can act. So it's acknowledging it, open up the conversation and follow it by action. Mm. I think those three steps makes the biggest difference for black members that are coming into your churches mm -hmm. to feel loved, to feel supported, to feel like, you know, we are truly brothers and sisters in Christ. Because unfortunately, these experiences when people are hurt in the church, when it comes to race, you start to to think, were we really brothers and sisters mm -hmm. in Christ? Mm -hmm. Which is sad because we are, we yeah. share the same faith, but things like this, you know, tend to put a separation mm -hmm. in between. Um, and so, yeah, acknowledge, yeah. open the conversation and lead with action. Yeah, yeah. Man. Hey, that, that, I love those. Uh, and it makes me think of the Table of Reconciliation, yes. this monthly series. So how how is the Table of Reconciliation happening each month, um, helping us and hopefully many others, we wanna to continue to be part of this conversation and journey together, yeah. do those three things. Because oh, yeah. I know you're, yeah, and, and really wanna say, Rebecca, appreciate your your leadership around this 
Um, you. Yeah, you're doing a great job with the Thank table you. reconciliation. I mm. appreciate it. Mm. Um, yeah, so every month we have an event, um, every th third Monday of okay. each month. And it's either a panel um, or it's an open discussion. Um, and what we strive to do is, you know, continuing the conversation because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we've acknowledged it yeah. and we acknowledge it that as, as a church, we acknowledge that this is what's been happening and this is how we should be leading. Mm -hmm. And so that's been done. And every month we continue that conversation because the, the reality is people are still black. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I will still <laughs> be black <laughs> and I will still Good. experience things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's not just a one-time yeah. conversation. It needs to continue yeah. beyond the trend, beyond you know when it's popular too. Yeah. So every month we continue the conversation, and within this conversation, we make sure that there's an action step. Mm -hmm. You know that we don't just end mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. after this Zoom meeting or after this call. That it's not just ended here, but it continues. So we've introduced you know the the challenge of reading a book, podcast, or mm. watching a video that, you know, talks about racial injustice or that talks about um, uh, things that are going on in our society concerning race. Mm -hmm. And so that invites people to go outside of the meeting and actually go ahead and do something about it. And whether that's donating, sometimes we have that, yeah. or that's, you know, listening to something or going somewhere. So we open up the conversation, continue it, mm -hmm. and make sure that there's an action step mm -hmm. after. Mm -hmm. So recently we had mm. uh, our event mm -hmm. uh, last month, I believe, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, it was really, really great because we had students present. <gasps> you know, the history of yeah. the black experience in white churches. And that was amazing to see. Oh, and, and Janisha's yeah. poem that yes. she that she shared. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I could never do it justice. No, no, but just the, the essence of it was that sometimes when mental health has been an issue, mm. the, the message hasn't always been right. That's been delivered to yeah. to to everyone, but but especially the black community and, and just to, to really be able to enter in that it's real yeah and though prayer and faith can have absolutely significant support and help to that kind of time yeah that, that there's other means as well like medications and, and mm -hmm. therapies and and you know counseling that can be really god can work through those as, mm -hmm. as well anyway she just but it was so awesome it was great that. Yeah. it was great <laughs> yeah. and this month uh, yeah. next month actually is going to be amazing as well nice so every every month we just try to continue it because it's like we said it's yeah. a continual thing well thank you i know i know it's already and we've just really started we've only had a few yeah but it's it's really been good for, for me and I, I would just challenge people yeah. to get there the third monday of, of each month because it is easy to forget it is it, it, you know and yeah. and i find that's that's partly why we just feel the need to keep the conversation going so that the movement and change can continue to happen yes. but if we forget it won't yeah and, and especially for those of us who aren't black mm. it's easy for us to forget because we're not experiencing it day in and day out right um so yeah I, I'm, I'm glad that we're doing that that feels so right for us right, right. i hope that just grows and grows like oh, why absolutely. not have hundreds of people part of that conversation absolutely and every, i have to, i have to say jamie mm. i'm so appreciative of you mm. and how opened you are not only to being corrected if you mm. say something wrong mm. but how you react to it and how willing you are to you know 
continue having mm. these conversations and how much you're pushing for it. Mm. I really, really appreciate it. You, praise to God. Honest, and I, I, mean, I don't mean to say that flippantly. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the encouragement. But it, this, this really has been a God thing mm. in my life over this past year. Um, I always would have been all about racial justice. Yeah. Um, and believe that that was absolutely the way God wanted the world to be. But I didn't realize the role that I was supposed to play in that mm. and, and initiate the conversation and, you know, the, the kinds of things we're doing today. So I'm, 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 I'm sorry to be slow to the party, if you will, but I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> yes. oh, like more than glad. Yeah. yeah. Honored yes. and just feel so right. Just feel so right. Yeah. 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 Oh, hey, last, last piece maybe for today. <laughs> uh, I think we're kind of just slid into it in some ways. Where, where are we finding hope? in the midst of this this conversation and and, the, and and more than the conversation, the action, the work, the change that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, the table of reconciliation, there was this big smile. If you're listening, don't worry, but I'm telling <laughs> you, if you're listening, you would you could have seen us. There was huge smiles on our faces. We talk about the table of reconciliation, yes. but, but I think that's what hope does. It gives us, it gives us a sense that, that, that change is coming and on its way and we can be a part of it, which yes. is part of the hopefulness. For, for me. But yeah, where are you yeah. where are you seeing hope as we end this mm. conversation for today? I'm seeing hope in conversations being started mm. in mm -hmm. sparks being ignited mm -hmm. and what that how that's impacting people. Mm. You know, people that would never have these conversations with their families are starting them and yeah. members of their families are starting it with their workplaces, with their friends and just seeing how one little spark is impacting a community is impacting a church, is impacted a friend group. I think that's where I'm very, very hopeful that eventually, you know, hopefully mm. we can get to a place where everyone's treated equally mm -hmm. and with mm -hmm. love yeah. and and with care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amen, amen. Mm. You know, and although we're, we're talking about anti-Black racism here, uh, you know, I, I think our heart is, with, I know, not I think our, our hearts are certainly about racial justice and reconciliation for all peoples. We think about the indigenous community, yes. we think about Islamophobia, we think you yeah. know, just about the LGBTQT plus yeah. communities. It just that, that, yeah, God has this dream and we wanna live into it together yeah. of all people uh, being, being human together. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I love that part of the table of reconciliation prayer that we put together. I still pray it almost every morning in oh. that prayer. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll try to get it to everybody just because it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Hey, well, speaking of prayer, why don't we close with, yeah. with prayer and thanks so much, Rebecca, for this Thank conversation you, today. Yeah, cool. Appreciate it. Mm, loving and, and gracious God, you, you do, that's how you work. You, you, you take a spark and you light a room and a world and a movement. And so we pray that that will continue, not just through the table of reconciliation, certainly through that, but through whatever ways people are inspired and encouraged. Maybe someone today will have heard this conversation and be reminded that there's still work to do to roll up their sleeves and be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Read a book, watch a, watch a video, listen to a podcast, just continue to expand our our thinking and our awareness that we can help be a part of the change that you want to, mm. to bring into this world. You, it's your dream. <laughs> mm. It's your dream, God, for a world where all people are treated equal. And so we just follow you living, living into this. And again, very committed to doing whatever we can to make that happen. Just mm. entrust it all to you. Thanks again for this time, for your presence at the center of this conversation. In Amen. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 
Well, thanks Thank again, you. Rebecca, so Thank much. You, and thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Good News Podcast. So good to have you with us today. God bless you and hope to see you again next time. Bye. Well, friends, thanks for, for tuning in and, and checking that one out, man. I, I told you, she's just an amazing individual. And uh, I could have that conversation and we'll continue to all day with Miss Rebecca Freer. Friends, thanks again for joining us, being a part of this Good News Podcast family. It's been a great month and we can't wait to see what God has in store as we move into February. We've got some exciting things planned. Hope you can join us. Until next time, God bless you. And thanks for being a part of the Good News Podcast family.